Greetings everyone, this is a cabinet podcast for me, a podcast for me and a podcast for you. In this podcast, we talk about a great many things like life and science and love and respect and nerd stuff and news and all things nerd. And I'd just like to say that this day, it's uh, 128 And I figured I'd get a podcast out there, because I can. And uh, let's see what I did today. What I did today. Went to uh, Julian, that's near where I live. And uh, didn't have fun. I was going to be honest with that one. I went with my family, and... Like, it's me, my wife, my kid. It seemed to be my kid kept getting unruly. And every time I snapped him in place, I'm like, hey, man, stop doing that. I just felt shitty about myself. I feel that when you're guiding a child along, sometimes you have to be the bad guy by saying things like, don't touch that, don't touch that. I feel like a bit of a prune, you know. Hey, get off the glass or... Hey, don't say that. I w- he has a habit, my son. He says, and for something for things that he wants, he'll say something to the effect of, "I wish I had uh, a toy or something like that." Right? But he will say it nonstop until eventually, you're like, we're not buying it. You know? I had to like sit him down and say, "Hey, man, just say I want instead of I wish." It's like you're trying to be manipulative. You know? You just saying I wish, you know, out loud. And it makes us look shitty because we're not going to buy it. We can't keep buying you things every time you see something, you know, because you're a child. And I felt bad about that because I wish I could give them everything. But would that create a better kid? No, of course not. Uh, You know, a foundation of mine is, you know, a person moves forward through adversity, you know, that's how, that's what we are as people. That's how we got here to be number one. We had to grow from something, you know, and growing took struggle, you know, adversity, you know. And, and like I tell him a lot of no, 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 you know. And of course he listens, but not much, you know. He'll disobey me or whatever. Disobey, even that sounds bad. I just don't like being the bad guy. I don't like being the person who says, "Hey, don't do this, don't do that." I feel like I'm constantly doing that, and I feel pretty shitty about that. And it's hard to stay firm on that. Uh, upon, upon reflection, I think about it, you know, it is a good thing to be the bad guy in that instance. The bad guy is what, ultimately, if it's a good story in a movie, is what moves the main character, you know. If not, the main character would have just been a squishy, soft pile of jelly that's the it's truly it's the bad guy who pushes the character forward now in the story of my life let's be real i'm not a bad guy i'm not like killing his loved ones or anything like that i'm just telling him no i just feel shitty about it if he ever hears this 20 years from now um hopefully he grew up to be a strong individual with with a high intelligence, understanding, you know, you had to not get the stuff to warrant the, I like the stuff you get, you know, you're like, yes, I got something, because if he kept constantly getting something, wouldn't it be special when he does get something, you know?
you know, raising a child is hard. I mean, I really internalized a lot of that, you know, tell him that. And it, it was irritating, too, because, like, he, he wanted to make it known that, you know, I don't want this, I don't want that. You know, and I'm like, what the, what the fuck, man? Was I ever like that growing up? I had a tougher upbringing, though. We were on the streets quite a bit, and, you know, we didn't eat much. And then I grew up to be who I am. Hmm. But it's hard to raise those kind of traits, the good traits of all that, you know, like determination, strength of will, strength of mind, able to dig deep, that kind of thing. It's really hard to push that forward. Well, enough about me. Let's get into some news. <laughs> what is this? Let me read this. Chinese scientists successfully clone two monkeys. Could lead to human applications. You know, I always thought they already did this. It's funny. When I read about cloning their first sheep, which in reality, if you read about it, they killed a lot of sheep to get that one clone. And that sheep didn't live long. But uh, here we are, 2018, we've successfully cloned two monkeys. Uh, their names I wanted to point out are Shang Shang and Hua Hua. Again, that's Shang Shang and Hua Hua. And there are two identical monkeys. Wait, did they create. Wait, wait, wait. Did they create two monkeys that are both clones or cloned one monkey from another? Oh. Being in the first paradise or mammals, the clue monkey. Well, what would be the application of cloning a monkey, though, or cloning a person? No, I don't. I mean, I can only see nefarious things when you're cloning a um, a, a person. Like well, you would cl <laughs> you would clone a baby and then like harvest its organs because it would be a great. Uh, not like as a baby, you would harvest it. So. Say, for instance, there's you, and then they would make a clone you, and then uh, suffocate. What the fuck? Phone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I started talking, and my phone started searching, and started hearing bits and pieces of what I said, and extrapolating, and creating a horrible, uh, what is it called? Um, search engine it was like suffocate the monkey i'm like what the fuck <laughs> it was getting all morbid that's on my phone now forever they were hacked my phone though people will see that yeah <laughs> mm. well anyways i could see only nefarious things for cloning a uh person you're born you make a clone of you and uh what is it you raise it like uh like a cow or something and then when it dies or when you die or you need body parts you would harvest those organs you can even do like whole body transplants because it's the perfect you you know ah that's crazy because you would just take the brain out well then how would it growl you need a brain that's terrible that's terrible um and that's the sad thing it's china I mean, if it was America, at least you'd have some kind of a, I don't know, uh, well, hopefully you would have some kind of a 
checks and balances, but in China, man, they can do whatever the fuck they want. You know, Mao Yin wasn't like just a guy who just so happened to be tall. I'm pretty confident that they genetically engineered that tall dude. Like either now you're thinking, oh, well, science fiction. No, I mean, just you get this person to breed with this other person. We've been doing it with dogs all our lives. That's genetic engineering. But a weaker form of it in the sense of, you know, get this dog with this dog. You know, we do it with horses and all sorts of things. <sighs> shamus. We definitely did with shamus. Let's call them orcas, but I call them shamus. You know, yeah. You always thought, I always thought like, um,. I think I, on the last podcast I talked about this, genetically engineering and things like that. We always thought we'd be the ones who'd create stuff. But there's a lot of checks and balances and a lot of people talking, the whole wealth of the internet. America doesn't make strides like they should. Oh, and that's only because, you know, the checks and balances. But, for instance, you got a place like China, they can do whatever the fuck they want. In fact... I'm not saying China's a bad place, but I mean, like, if you're free to do whatever the fuck you want, you know, you just get some American research and genetically engineer away. You can create the devil. Well, you can, you can clone, you can create all sorts of stuff. Oh, man. I think either AI, especially AI, too. You can create AI, a true AI that can just destroy us all. I think it would be birthed in one of these places that don't have real good laws. And it'll be just a, a thing. Like, they could create AI, monsters, werewolves. They could create whatever the fuck they want. You know? They fucking clone a fucking thing. And to what end? I mean, to what end would you clone something? I mean, there's no, no reason for it. None. None at all. Other than being... Creating something despicable. In the sense that, I mean, like, you could create an industry. Right now, I'm if I was rich... And I had no soul, I could clone myself and raise myself. And then whenever I needed the body parts, I would then get that clone. Sounds like a science fiction movie of some sort. Pretty sure I saw something like that. This needs to happen. Alright, so there was this guy. Uh, <clears throat> I don't really usually cover the rape stuff. But I agree with this guy, or this lady. She goes, <clears throat> this needs to happen now. Ali Rosmond demands. demands. <laughs> I thought that was her fucking name. Ali, <laughs> Ali Rosmond demands Larry Nasser's enablers be held accountable. What that means is oh. there was this doctor who was part of the Olympics. And what he would do for the physicals for the young girls is he would do some things to them. <clears throat> even if the parent was present. Which, you know, I've never assisted with a pap, but um, I know for a fact you get, like, girls who get a pap or, like, an inspection or something like that down down in their nether regions. Uh, the parent's there, but, you know, they're not, like, looking at it, too. So as homeboys underneath that blanket looking at the hoo-ha, he could do whatever they want, and he would do things. I, they don't really get descriptive, and I'm not going to get descriptive. I'm not going to even dig for that. I don't care. But <clears throat> I guess when they try to reach out and get the dude in trouble, they uh, there was people at the top of the ring that kind of quietly hushed all this. And that was terrible, man. People enabled this guy. They, they either didn't listen or they didn't 
And she's fucking right, dude. They should fuck these guys over more, more so than the guy who's perpetrating that, because they would, they would protect this this evil that this guy was doing. And I don't know what's worse, the evil person doing it or the person protecting the evil person doing it. You know, it's because you don't give a fuck. And I see that a lot. You know, where where there's the bad person, but then there's the other people that enable that bad person. You know, I'm trying to think about where it was like that. And if I was, would I admit to it? I don't know. But, I mean, it's just terrible when there's horrible people out there doing horrible things and they're being protected by other people, especially an establishment like the Olympics. You know, there's all sorts of shady shit going on. There's a lot of steroids and shit, you know. It's only a matter of time before China starts winning for bench pressing and uh, sprint. You know, because they can genetically engineer the fuck out of stuff. You know? <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, oh, this just in. My Christmas tree's still up. Just saying. I mean, I didn't get to <laughs> January 28th at 10 o'clock at night. I'm looking at my Christmas tree right now. I just kissed the fucking mic. The Christmas tree just got uh, it's still up. And I'm just too lazy to bring it down. Um, how about you people listening? Do you still have your Christmas tree up? Hmm? I get one of them fake ones. My wife is super allergic to them. And uh, so we always get the fake one. We just haven't put it down. I have a friend who had a Christmas tree up for like pff, forever. <laughs> it was like years so they moved. Eh, yeah, enough of that. Um, if you want to reach me on the pot, if you want to make a comment or a review... Yeah, please do. Yeah, I'm on the iTunes podcast for me. You can search me up and rate me or rate me. You know. <laughs> or give me a comment or a review. I'm on the SoundCloud as well. And what is that? I think I guess I'm on Google Play. I don't know how that works out, but I'm there. Uh, you could really, if you had an Android phone or something like that, or you just Google me and you can download away. Download and share. That'd be the best. Definitely leave me a comment. I just want to make sure everyone's listening. Everyone. What am I thinking? Some people are listening, at least. There's one guy in Portugal, Hartman something. That's what the that's what the SoundCloud tells me. And I'm like, who fucks this guy? And why is he listening to me? You know, I have to say, more power to you, guy from Portugal. As I uh, grab my beer, this one's for you. Um, okay, let's get into it. Wow, what is this? The Orville is just a Star Trek fan fiction. Uh, but that's not such a bad thing. Now, there's two shows that I watch. I watch, uh, not the only two shows, but in, in context. There's a Star Trek show that I watch that's called Discovery. I love that show. And Orville. Now, if you ever watch Star Trek, or Star Trek, if you ever watch Orville, that actually is like... A better version of uh, old Star Trek episodes. I mean, they take an idea and they run with it. Especially this one episode, which I covered on a li- earlier podcast when I first started doing this, was um, voting. They do this thing where everybody in the world has to vote, and you could plus or minus people. Like you, you, you did a good deed, you get a plus. So you're constantly plus and minusing people. 
And if I guess like you get to a certain level, you get to die. <laughs> like so, if you're just a shitty person, getting a bunch of negatives, you're done. You're done. You know, and the way they hire people and shit would be based on that because you know you don't have enough pluses. That's pretty legit though if you're rating people. But the problem is, um, like people would see something out of context. And uh, everyone would just mob mentality would destroy a person, you know. So it wasn't really good voting, you know. And I always had this thing like everyone should be able to vote, you know, every single person. But would that be a good thing? Not really. When you watch the show, it really illustrates the, the, the negativity of everyone being able to vote. Because, all right, say we're voting on a math problem. And, uh, okay, okay, say you have 10 people and you're voting on a math problem, and only two of them are math people, and the other eight are retarded. And <laughs> uh, so when you vote on the math answer or something, there'd only be two people that would get that right. Maybe three. I mean, by luck. But most of them won't vote right. It That's just the way it is. Okay, retarded people was a bit extreme. Let's say English people. They're not good at math. When you're when it comes to a math problem, the person who's a, a mathematician should be the person who has more, vi more of a valid opinion. Because cause they know what they're talking about. And then you apply that to anything, really. Like war. Only people in like that deal with war and history, war history, should be able to vote on certain things. And that goes for money. Only economic mate, economists or something like that, or a mathematician, if anything, that deals with statistics, should decide how the economy goes. Joe Rogan talks about this a lot. He says something to the effect of having a council. And I think, yes, instead of voting, it should be a council. You know, like if it for economy, math, mathematician, economists, they're the ones who figure it out. You know, when it comes to war, war people figure it out. And then, you know, when it comes to work and all that, you know, social, economical structures, uh, socialists, socialists, not socialists, social people who study socialism. I don't know, fuck ever. Not socialism, but uh, something. Fuck am I trying to say? I'm a brain fart, but it should be a group of people, and they all come together and come up with uh, a plan. You know, intermixing. You know, we can't go to work as this. You know, we can't go to, can't put too much money in the schools because we need to protect this or something. I don't know, but we should put more money into our schools. Just saying. And I think you could, I think you could. If we start putting more money in our schools, we'd raise better people that in turn create better jobs or be in better jobs, allowing more people to raise their kids. And as people are raising their kids better, having their time off as much and more money and well off, they can raise a better kid. And then, therefore, the schools don't have to work as hard, so they can limit the amount of money. And you just go back and forth. Because what we have going on now is that there's not enough money for the schools. So you got you got a situation in which people aren't having good jobs, aren't able to get to their kids. 
the schools aren't able to teach the kids. So each generation's getting worse than the other. You know, but we're getting good at making hashtags and you know, hashtag this, hashtag that, you know, for whatever rule. So you got people starving right now on the streets and you got hashtag me too. I mean, yes, that's bad, but there are people dying in the streets. And like there if it was like a celebrity that was starving, maybe maybe they would get more attention. There's actually fucking kids out there that have no parents. And there's kids out there that have shitty parents and they're not getting looked after well enough. I my kid has two parents, you know, and I feel he's not getting looked after enough. Not enough of us, you know, that kind of thing. I feel like we're betraying him in a sense, you know. I work like eight hours, my wife works eight hours. You have a couple hours of travel in between. So, I mean, what's that, twelve? So you have twelve hours. If you if you if you have eight hours of sleep, you only really have four hours with your kid if you're not cooking or cleaning or eating see it's not enough fucking time with your kid a kid needs fucking he needs parents that's what he needs and we're two parents i can't imagine one parent always constantly fucking worry i had one fucking parent god damn it he's working i'm by myself i'm fucking two what the fuck you know i can't imagine a two-year-old by himself i'm I'm exaggerating. I don't know if I was alone by two. What the fuck do I know? I do know that by age of five, I was able to get on the trolley and walk like two, three miles back home. That's not a fucking joke or an exaggeration. I did it. I know it. I remember, I'm going to stray off. Let me drink this beer real quick before I get into this. I put a Facebook post about, it was a, it was a joke. It was something like, if you could go back in time uh, with the knowledge you have now, would you do it? That kind of thing. And I go, if I had to go back in time as a child with the knowledge I know, I would not want to do that because my life sucked as a kid. But if it was like around my Navy years, that'd be legit. And my dad made a comment. He goes, what the fuck? You know, life wasn't that bad. And this enraged me to an extent because I remember, you know, being five and in the streets. I remember, I remember walking home from kindergarten, not kindergarten, uh, first grade. You know, I remember doing that. I remember my dad picking me up, but I do remember leaving myself. I remember like all sorts of bad shit, you know, and it wasn't good. You know, I didn't do good at school. And, uh, cause you know, the school system was failing then, you know, I was in a poor school at the time I considered it a poor school and, um, you would, you wouldn't be able to like the teacher didn't really help you and you had to figure things out on your own. And I really thought I was stupid back then. I couldn't figure anything out. And then my dad would just take it out on me, you know, cause I couldn't understand anything, but he was stressed out. I understand now. Because he's working, and then he has to figure out who's going to take care of me. And he's a dude. See, the problem with him being a dude is a big deal. Because if you're a woman, you can reduce your standards with who you want to get with and get with a guy who could support you. And then through that, you can just turn yourself into somebody who loves a person like that. 
uh, that's easy for women because they can really just go around. But with guys, we kind of have to. This is where equality comes into play. It doesn't exist when it comes to this. Men can't just get with women, and then all of a sudden the woman's going to take care of them. You know, like it didn't work back then in the eighties. Maybe now I have no idea. I I'm at a vehemently disagree with the idea of of um, women just being like, oh yeah, I want to get with this guy. I want to get with this guy. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. It really really doesn't. I mean, there'd be way more babies. Let's just say. But yeah, man, my dad had a lot of stress, you know, and with that stress and. The feeling of, you know, no power, being powerless. I mean, what could you do to regain your power? I mean, well, you gotta have to take it out on the kid. I mean, fuck, what could you do? Kid's not doing it at school. You see an opening, you fuck this kid up. That's just life. I mean, I get it. You stress, no power, life shitting on you left and right, and you got this fucking kid. And you gotta take that shit out. You gotta. You just have to, right? And um, that sucked. And uh, there was a lot of times, you know. I remember, or he like one time he dropped the keys on his fucking foot, and I laughed. Man, he took that shit out on me. That sucked. <laughs> well, anyways, I mean, it. Well, what was me? Whatever. This motherfucker calls me and starts trying to act like. You know, like, life was good. And I'm like, fuck, no, it wasn't good. I remember eating out of the goddamn trash, you know, because I didn't get enough to eat. You know, we used to eat, if you ever had top ramen, I used to eat, like, a quarter of ramen per, like, like within the day. So you eat the quarter, that'd be your breakfast, and then maybe a snack, eat the other quarter. And then by the time the end of the day, you've eaten the whole fucking thing of ramen. Man, my fucking kid, like... You know, eats a shit ton of food, and he's thin as fuck, and he's like a like a little little kid, and he's he's what seven now? I mean, fuck that kid eats a lot, and he's thin as fuck. I don't understand how I lived. <laughs> I was pretty skinny though. Ah, super skinny. Fucking man, you see my fucking ribs and everything. But that is just the way it was. I mean. He couldn't find someone to help him, so he had to, like, take these shitty jobs, you know. And I had no one raising me, so I was on my own most of the time. So he'd be working nonstop or falling asleep and having his me time. I'd have to do stuff. Yeah. Then he would go and... I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. There's a lot of bad shit. It sucked, you know. And this guy, this motherfucker had the nerve to say something to the effect of, like, you know, it wasn't all bad. You know, and he's right. It wasn't all bad. I mean, like, if for 10 years straight I kept feeding a kid, but then I cut off one of his fingers, I guess, I guess it was, hey, man, you have nothing to bitch about because you had it good for 10 years, but you cut my fingers off. Well, yeah, that was bad, but, I mean, 10 years is good. I mean, it's not bad, right? I'm just illustrating. I mean, there's a lot of bad shit, you know. So does it matter if one day I went to the park? <laughs> like, really? Or if I got a Super Nintendo? Whatever. And the fact that he would be like, no, nah, man, it wasn't all bad. And you know what? He wasn't super. He's so, such a narcissist. Um, uh, and a narcissist, everyone, is a person who is all about themselves. 
They're in love with themselves. He said, like, uh, what did he do? He... <laughs> He was like, he started turning it into a thing in which, you know, it's not his fault. It wasn't that bad. And then he did the woe is me kind of thing. You know, and I'm like, hey man, you fucking asked for this. I mean, like, I'm talking, I made a, I made a fucking joke about face. This is a while back, by the way. It was about a year ago this went down. I go, I make a joke about a meme. And you're gonna come at me like life wasn't all bad. I mean, I was like telling him from man to man, I was like, Look, I get it, man. Life was rough because it was rough. And I moved forward, you know. And you get all pissy because you can't, you know, understand that I understand that shit, life sucked. You know, it's funny too because I didn't think life sucked until I hit the Navy and I was like realizing that, man, no one had it as bad as me except for that guy in Compton. He had it pretty shitty. But realistically, you know, not many people lived on the streets. Not many people were with, you know, drug fiends all the time, you know. I mean, god damn it, you know, it was pretty bad. But, uh, oh. he would. The fucking ego on this guy. He was like, oh, you know, what was me? It was hard and shit like that. And I was trying to explain to him. I was like, I fucking get it, man. It was hard. I'm just saying, don't be fucking shitty. If I think life sucked back then, I think I'm entitled to it. You know, I know we live in a world where entitlement's bad, but no, it isn't. <laughs> Not all the time. I mean, I can own, I can own shit life, you know. Yeah, I don't know what, how I got onto the subject. That's a real Debbie Downer now, isn't it? Let's talk about some fun things. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? I'm talking about Orville. Now, start. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, man. Maybe I should edit this out. And yeah, too lazy. So, Orville it just rehashes old Star Trek episodes. It does it really good. Um, hmm. I hope the robot's a bad guy in the, at the end of it. It really is episodic. A bunch of episodes. They don't really link to each other. And a couple did. Like, I think two episodes did. It was a weird episode where it's a race of all male. And it turns out uh, they had a, a male that's a girl. And uh, they had like what they do with an all-male society is they turn any girl into a dude. And that was a big deal. They end up losing too. That was a weird thing. But man, they do they do fuck around with some social stuff. One trippy episode they did was uh they went to a two D universe. <laughs> that was crazy. And no one could see them because they're in a three dimensional kind of thing. And it, and that's like it's like uh they would be considered gods if anything to a two D universe. And that's what we would think of a fourth dimensional person, you know, with time, you know, you're a person who can just move through time, you know, in a three dimensional space. They would be seen godly, wouldn't they? With the, a show like Star Trek Discovery out there, you got Orville and you got Star Trek Discovery. And Orville's more Star Trek y. Now, now, Star Trek Discovery is a pretty good show, though. I really love it. Whenever I watch a show, cool things happen where I throw my fist in the air and I'm like, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing it at you. I do that all the time with that show. But Star Trek Discovery, 
is less of a Star Trek show because it has a linear story. goes in a forward motion, which I fucking love. It's like the Star Trek I always wanted. It always gives me exactly what I want. You know, in Star Trek, I always in my brain think, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they had this? Wouldn't it be cool if they had that? And then, boom, they deliver. Okay, here we go. All right, so I got this thing going on here. I'm going to do a top ten. I've been doing top ten for a bit. And I like it. I like doing top ten shit. And I get, I'm going to give you some top ten. Here's some top ten of the most anticipated movies of 2018. Fuck you, this is happening. I don't think I cursed enough. Fuck you, this motherfucker. Whatever. Here we go. At number 10, we have ourselves Aquaman. Arthur Curry learns that he is the heir to an underwater kingdom of Atlantis. It must step forward to lead his people and to be a hero to the world. Aquaman. Come on, guys. It's a DC character uh, played by Jason Momoa. He's a cool guy. He's his uh, best role was uh, Ronan in Stargate Atlantis. Again, I say that Jason Momoa, his uh, number one role ever and ever will be, will be Ronan from Stargate Atlantis. Good show, by the way, guys. Good show. Now that was a good Star Trek show, but called Stargate. Uh, yeah, Aquaman. Have you ever watched or read a comic about Aquaman? You got a guy who could talk to fish, and uh, he's underwater. I guess he's strong. They keep changing what his powers can do, but whatever. I like him in the game. He's really good at the, uh, what's that game? Injustice game. He's really good. I don't, I don't give a fuck about this movie at all, but I'll probably be roped into watching it. At number nine, Ready Player One. When the creator of a virtual reality world called the Oasis dies, he releases a video in which he challenges all Oasis users to find his Easter egg, which will give him, the finder, his fortune. Wad Watt, Wade Watts finds the first clue and starts the race for the egg. So, I saw a trailer for this one. You really gotta watch the trailer. I, I, there's a book. I guess this is based off of a book. But if you watch the trailer, you get the gist of it. Uh, the world sucks, so everyone does virtual reality, a unified one. And in this, you can do whatever you want, really. Race, punch, kill, things like that. And you got a Kai, who's like an anime-looking character, and uh, he has a DeLorean. Lots and lots of uh, Easter eggs in, that sh in this movie. I saw the Iron Giant. I saw... What I saw in that trailer? I saw the, the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Um, just all sorts of shit from, from famous, um, famous pop culture references. And, uh, yeah, I think this would be a cool TV show as opposed to an, a movie. But fuck it, Steven Spielberg's in it. Who gives a fuck? He directs the fuck out of stuff. <sighs> In number eight, we have Pacific Rim Uprising. The sequel to the ever-popular Pacific Rim. Now, I watched Pacific Rim with my kid a thousand million times, and I love that movie to death. Did not make enough money, I guess, but at least they were making a sequel. Huh. Directed by Steven DeKnight. Oh, man, what happened to Guillermo del Toro? He's a better actor. Director, I mean. That movie was so good. 
I really like Idris Elba too. He was like, this is not the end of the apocalypse. John Boyega. I bet money he's like the the son of... Oh, wait. Is he? <laughs> Stacker Pencoast. Let's see what he does. See, yeah, it is. Oh, shit, he was. I guessed it. <laughs> Jake Pencoast, son of Stacker Pentecost, reunites with Mako Mori to lead a new generation of Jaeger pilots. Uh, okay, okay. I'm not going to read the rest of this. So the first movie, Idris Elba, my favorite actor ever, he says, this is the end of the apocalypse, or we're canceling the apocalypse, or something like that. That dude dies. Spoiler alert. I guess his son, who's played by, I bet money, it's uh, John Boyega, guy in Star Wars. You know what? He was also in this movie called Attack the Block, an indie film. If you're into indie films and movies that aren't very popular, um, you can really see the metal. That's M-E-T-T-L-E, metal, of John Boyega. That is a good actor. Fuck everyone. He is a good actor. He was in this movie called Attack the Block. That was a pretty good movie. I'm not going to give you the details, but it was pretty good. And now he's flourished into these movies like Star Wars and Pacific Rim Uprising. I really am not a... I'm not really too enthused with this movie. It doesn't look as real as the first movie. And it looks very cartoony. I don't know. Eh, hopefully it's good. But it's an anticipated movie. It's in theaters March 23rd. Oh, here at number seven we got Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, a sequel to that popular movie Ant-Man, which was pretty good. And I have to say, if Iron Man didn't come out and Ant-Man came out, this movie Ant-Man, I'm pretty sure it'd be more popular. But maybe not. Not maybe it wouldn't be as popular because Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. I think has more charisma than uh, what is his name? Um, what the fuck is his name? Ah, fuck, I don't know. The guy who plays Ant Man, and I think that's what makes movies good, and makes movies a franchise. Is if you're if you had charisma, and like like this guy, I'd follow that kind of thing. Like Ant Man, would you follow? Fuck no. Ant Man and the Wasp, though. So. You're wondering what's that about? Uh, fight. This guy, he gets in a suit and he shrinks. A wasp, I bet it's the same thing. Played, the wasp was played by Evangeline Lilly. Now, her acting skills are above everyone else. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer's in the movie, too. Weird. Who she be? Oh, I bet, I bet she's the mother. Whatever. Okay. But she's way better actress. They really, I hope they really use utilize her well because she is good. She was in that show Lost. That was a good show, man. The guy who's who, who's the main hero, he is not as good actor as as Evangeline Lilly. Man. We'll see. Ugh. Really? <laughs> this is number six? At number six, we got Solo, a Star Wars story. So... Since Disney purchased uh, Star Wars, they're just rolling out these movies. So what they'll do is they'll put a name out. They call it a Star Wars story. Like, for instance, you could say, Cat Opener. And call it a Star Wars story. And I have to say, Rogue One was pretty good. 
especially that last. You know what's cool about that movie? That movie was awesome. And then when you thought, like, literally you could have cut this part out and the movie would have still been good. But Darth Vader comes out and kills a bunch of people. And at the end of it, you know, Darth Vader, he sees the ship leave. He sees Princess Leia's ship leave after all this bad shit went down for him, I guess. Cause... So he knows that Princess Leia's a bad guy. So he gets... He sees the ship leave, and then he gets onto the ship in Star Wars, A New Hope. So if you watch Rogue One and then Star Wars, A New Hope, uh, he, he walks up in there, and he hears Princess Leia, and Princess Leia starts lying to him, like, hey, man, we're just peace mission. And then he goes, you're part of a rebel alliance. Shut the fuck up. That's what he says, basically. So I'm saying, shut the fuck up. But Solo, A Star Wars Story, I will tell you this. It's about Han Solo. How he met Chewbacca and encounters Lando Calrissian. Ugh. I'm not into this movie, but it might be a funny movie. That's the only way you can make that work. Let's make it fucking hilarious where I'm laughing out loud. <sighs> Number five, Incredibles 2. Hmm. Incredibles 2 is a sequel to a movie called Incredibles, the first one. It's how they did the Fantastic Four right. You know, it's like... You got Incredibles, and and you got the Fantastic Four. That's what it is. The guy who made this movie literally was like, I want to make a Fantastic Four family, and he does. I'm just looking at the actors here. So this is a sequel of that movie, which is... What is this video I'm looking at here? People talking about... Oh, they like the Incredibles, whatever. Alright, so. Incredibles 2. I'm trying to look at how long ago Incredibles was made. 2004. <laughs> so, in 2004, they came out with a movie called The Incredibles. It was pretty cool. It was like pretty much the Fantastic Four family. You had a. He had a dad. It was oh man, it was such a good movie. It had it was one of the CG movies. They had um, they had a guy who was pretty powerful. He's real strong, Mister Incredible, and he got his wife, uh, Elastigirl, and then um, they had kids. One one's a girl, and she can turn invisible and create shields, which is two powers. Weird. And they had um, I guess a little boy who's super fast. And they got a baby who had all the powers. And they go through a story, whatever. And um, now you gotta have a sequel. Now, 2004 to 2018. That's a long time. <laughs> what is that? I'm doing math right now in real time. So, here. 10, 14 years later. Wow, it's crazy. They made a sequel. Great. Uh, so, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I guess the fourth anticipated movie of 2018 will be Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the sequel to Jurassic World, which was a great movie. So, there. Not much needed to know. Much dinosaur action. Hopefully, they don't fuck it up. I like Chris Pratt, though. So, now, he has charisma. I think, uh, God, I hope he's the one. I hope he's the one. And when they show the Infinity War, 
his popularity takes over. And the fact that he's the main character, he wins everything or something. I don't care. Chris Pat is my guy. I heard about him living in his van and he became famous. He's my fucking hero. Fuck everybody. He's my hero. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Here's to you, Chris Pat. Number three. Ooh. Let me go. Yeah. Alright, Chris Pratt. That means stupid. Uh, number three. And number three, we got Ralph Breaks the Internet. Wreck It Ralph 2. I made a sequel to Wreck It Ralph, which was pretty good. Wreck It Ralph, I liked. I, I don't know if it warranted a sequel, but they did it. <laughs> Six years after the events of Wreck It Ralph, Ralph and Vanellope, now friends, discover a Wi Fi router in their arcade, leading them into a new adventure. Man. Wreck It Ralph goes to internet. They should just tra- change that to rated NC-17. Lots of porn. <laughs> They'd be just like, Wreck It Ralph. Oh, what the fuck? Too many dicks. No. Ah. You know, I just bit my tongue. Life sucks. Uh, number two, another entitled movie. Um, unentitled movie. Uh, Deadpool 2. Or Deadpool the sequel. Whatever. Let me a sequel to Deadpool. And I guess number one, you guess it, Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War. That movie will suck. Kidding. It should be pretty good. I really, really hope. Oh, it's called Avengers Infinity War? Ah, there's no way in hell they'd let Chris Pratt be the main guy. It'll be Iron Man, if anything, because he started it, so he's going to end it. That's symmetrical. But it, the directors here are Anthony Russo and John Russo, the, the Russo brothers. They're fucking good, dude. They take good shit or they take bad shit and make it good. Like, for instance, Cat America was a terrible movie. I mean, at best, I'd give it a four. Then they made America, Captain America 2, and that was a fucking badass movie. That was like, holy shit. Like, I couldn't believe it could be that good. <laughs> It was really good. And they made Civil War. That was a really good movie. Uh, They're good. They're good as fuck. They make shit. They get it done. That's directors. Oh, so they did. Civil War. America. Fuck it. That's all they did. Oh, well. They did good. Okay. Enough of that. Let's get into some more news. Yeah, I try to stay away from the sexual abuse and the raping and the killing of things. But here's a news article I thought and I wanted to talk about. Uh, In church, confessing to to sexual abuse can win you a standing ovation by Neil J. Young. (laughs) I got this from the Huffington Post. This article caught my eye. I'm not going to read it to you guys because that'd be stupid. But basically, uh, this church dude uh, at 21, he gets with this 17-year-old, gets gets her in his car, and sexually abuses her in the car. (laughs) Oddly enough, his name is last name is Savage. (laughs) And he, Andy Savage, and he savagely does something. And uh, he offered a ride home from a church event. 
He parked in dark woods and he sexually assaulted her. Um, he should go to jail. And so they, you know, they turned it into a thing. Okay, so Christianity is a big deal in sense of forgiveness. And that's what it is. They, you got to admit your crime so they could, you know, forgive you. Whatever. Forgiveness is a big deal, right? This is how it should play it out. You should have went to jail. Okay, period. Now, I guess it was a long time ago. It was in 98. I don't give a goddamn. This guy needs to go to jail hard. If if it's a thing in which he can't go to jail for it, and, uh, then he needs to find the fucking person he perpetrated this shit on and get her to press charges and have him go to jail for some shit. Um, I get it, man. You did a bad thing. And you admitted it. That's good. You should be rewarded with jail time. I mean, that's really what you need to pay your penance. If you're a big Christian in the book of Matthew, they're all, Jesus is like, hey, look, look, bro. You got to follow your government, you know. And whatever laws those are, I hold true too. Or was it the big Matthew? I have no fucking idea. I just know that Jesus was like, he was a pretty cool guy. He was like, hey, man, you got to follow these laws, too. You know? And, uh, yeah, dude, you got to follow law. If you sexually abuse a fucking person, you got to go to jail, period. So, I mean, do the Christian thing and uh, go to jail like you're supposed to. But he admits his crime and he gets a standing ovation from everybody. What the fuck, people? He admitted he fucking sexually abused a person. I'm not fucking saying let's uh, mob this motherfucker. Let's say time to go to jail, guy. You could just say go to jail, go to jail. Uh, you know what? It would suck if everyone said that because it might sound like this: go to jail, go to hell, 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 hell. Everyone will start saying that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then the article goes on about. Sexual abuse in the church and like duh. What's a big duh? <laughs> it happens all the time. They fucking cover that shit up too. Oh. Big deal. They don't give a fuck. Mm. Booze is starting to hit me. Oh. Alright, cool. So last news article of the day I had to talk about. You got four four month old puppy. This is fucked up shit, guys. I don't want to talk about it. But I want to talk about how stupid things are in our society. Uh, Four-month-old puppy hanged and beaten and all that bad shit. A bunch of bad shit went down with the puppy. Worst shit ever. Officials have now put down a award for this. Uh, they put down, like, 12K. Yeah. If you have any information about the person who fucked this fucking dog up in Sacramento, you get $12,000. There are people now dying, mutilated, all sorts of bad shit. We're not putting any motherfucking money up. But for a goddamn puppy, we put out twelve k. What about people getting raped in Sacramento and killed? Let's see here. Uh... People murdered. Yeah, I googled it uh, for Sacramento and, you know, how the news is. They like to report deaths in detail, gruesomely. 
and I I googled some Sacramento. I'm not gonna get into details, cause um, I'm not about that. Reading people getting murdered and savagely ripped apart or whatever. That shit happens. 350 million people, people in America. How many people are in Sacramento? Shit. I should have Googled that. But I came up with that on, on the fly. <sighs> a lot of bad shit's going on in Sacramento. And for fucking goddamn puppy, you're going to put $1,000. I pose this. If we're going to put money up for a goddamn puppy, then we should put up money for people. And let that be a job. You know, you're rewarding people for catching other people. <laughs> 14 grand here, 10 grand there. Shit, I would literally change my job to hunting fucking people down like the dogs that they are. Because there's, oh, there's terrible people out there killing, you know. And uh, you're going to put up $12,000 for a fucking puppy. What about people, people? People hate each other. Uh, I've come up with that. Don't fuck with animals, but, you know, people, it's okay. <laughs> fuck. Alright, let's go over some notes. Let me close this out right quick. Alright, let's go. Let me drink some beer, and then, uh... Alright, here we go. These two years, I'm gonna order me. Whatever. Call me doctor. So, as you know... If you're listening to my podcast, and if this is not the first episode you listen to, I'm a, I'm a medical assistant, and I'm an x-ray tech. And with that, you check in patients. You talk to people who are patients, and you do things like x-ray, injections, all that. Or check them in, check their blood pressure, or whatever. And um, every once in a while, you get people who are doctors. Now, not all of them want to be called doctor, but some do. They, they make it a point to remind you that they are doctors. Some make a big deal about it, others don't. Sometimes it's just a simple, hey, I'm a doctor, call me doctor this. Because that's what they prefer to call, be called. And I think, what, what is that? I'm an x-ray tech, but I wouldn't tell someone to call me an x-ray tech. But, I mean, I guess it's not, it's not up there. So when you say I'm a doctor and I say I'm an x-ray tech, that means that you're telling me you're better than me. That's what that is. It, re- it really is. Uh, don't fool yourself. Don't try to ever fool yourself into thinking, yeah, I earned this and I'm entitled to be called doctor this because I'm better than you. I want to ask that question. Like, do you think you're better than me? Then why, why does it matter if I call you doctor or not? Why, why can I... Why, why is that acceptable? Why can't I call myself an x-ray tech? I say, call me x-ray tech. Call me Kevin Kevin Bayless x-ray tech or something like that. I wouldn't say that to somebody. That's fucking stupid. It sounds stupid. And like say you were from Burger King and I flip and I go, hey, no, I want to be called x-ray tech. When I'm talking to you. It's fucking rude, especially if you're the patient. It's not like you're my boss, but I guess if that is the case, you are kind of my boss, right? Because you're my patient. The patient's always right. But how fucking pretentious are you when you say, uh, call me doctor? Struck a nerve with me because I was thinking in the sense that, well, yeah, of course I'll call you doctor. Can I call myself Dragon Lord? Because I identify myself as a Dragon Lord. I mean, I earned that title, Dungeons and Dragon, or something. I mean, just. Is that a thing? 
I don't know. Maybe there's more to this, and I, I just need more comments. So if you find yourself thinking, hey, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm going to get him. Get, get me at podcastforme at gmail.com. I'll read it on the podcast. Or comment on iTunes. Fuck it. Let everyone know that I'm a beast. Or whatever. Argue with me that. Is that an argument? Or do you all agree with me? It's pretentious to call somebody a doctor if they ask you to call them doctor. It makes sense if I call my doctor doctor something. Because I'm working for him. But if you're some random guy walking up in there. And you have to change everyone's. So everyone has to call you doctor? Is that what it is? <laughs> when you go to zoo, the zoo, you're like, no, call me doctor, this. No, you don't. I know you don't. But when you go to a medical practice, you want to be called doctor? Why? You have no, it's not like that's your job. I don't go to a fucking, I don't know, Pizza Hut and say, hey, call me x-ray. Stupid. And uh, and what's the counter-argument? Well, because doctors are higher. Also, you're better than me because you became a doctor? Is that what that is? How are you better than me? How did that work out? Well, I guess in society, if you have more money, you're a doctor. I guess you're prestigious and you are in charge. Weird. Weird. That's a weird dynamic that exists in our society. Whatever. Here we go. What's this one? Ha! Tower of Babel. So, um, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how it would be only a matter of time before we could read read each other's minds. So, your conversation wouldn't be, um, yeah, man, I really like this food. But in your mind, you're like, this food fucking sucks. It's just be free language in our minds. That's not far from the truth. I mean, you got... You know, 20 years ago, you had to call somebody on a phone. You had to know their fucking number. Now you don't need to know people's numbers. Fuck you, you don't even need to talk to them. You just text them or email them. That didn't exist. Now it does. Who knows what the future might have. Might, might We might be able to talk to each other with our minds. And wouldn't that be a trip? Though you're, you're a Mexican, a, you only speak Spanish, a American. And we can talk to each other because we... Tell each other's thoughts. And lies would disappear. That would change your whole world. If you couldn't lie to each other. And you had to know everything the other person was thinking. The true intent of what someone's wanting. Would be illustrated to the other person. The person would know what you want. And how you want it. Social taboos. Everything would change if we could just read each other's minds. And then I thought about the Tower of Babel. I mean... Okay, so you got a utopian society, not a utopia. So you got a society where they could just talk to each other with their minds. All right, everybody. And Tower of Babel is about a story about a bunch of people creating a tower to reach God. And then God struck them all down and made everyone talk, made them babble, as it were. And uh, who's to say that? Whatever that, whenever that happened, we all could talk to each other, same language, and we're trying to create something in which we're trying to reach God, or what we think is God. It could be a tower, because that's how I'd explain it to simple people, because heaven would be above, right? But for us, it'd be, 
in our society would be a black hole or something like that, creating some kind of a spatial rupture in time and space, trying to find four-dimensional, eight-dimensional, twelve-dimensional being of great power, and then it kicks us, <laughs> kicks us down a notch, you know, wipes our civilization out. We have to start all over, learning all new languages. I have a theory that with my tinfoil hat, that this has all happened before, in which we all achieved a state of where we could all talk to each other with the minds, or, or uh, no matter what I said, you'd understand it with your universal translator. And then one day our scientists would try to reach something that they shouldn't have done, and that something takes us down a notch. But that would be a blast, right? Because we'd start all over and fast forward to going to the moon. We would see the semblance of another moon-like object. Unless our planet moved in or rotation or orientation with the sun. That's the only way to make that work. Or change where the moon is and then we would just land. moon's pretty big. How many times have we landed on the moon? You know, who knows? That's pretty crazy. Girl fired by railway. Yeah, so in the news I read, uh, there was this one girl. She was uh, doing one of them racy, you know, tight shorts, uh, small shirt pictures of this one railroad lady and over the railroads on her social media. So she got fired. And everyone's up in arms, like, what the fuck? You fucking. They even said it was sexist, right? Um, that she did that. That they did that. And uh, they, like, if you read the article, uh, the, the railroad has a policy of not doing that. Um, but she did it on her own time and posted that picture. You know, I, 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 guess, I guess I guess I understand what the the company was trying to do. They were fired because they didn't give the go-ahead to do that. And so therefore, when she shows up like that, it becomes a thing in which that kind of could tarnish their name as a railroad people or make her more popular to the point where they couldn't fire her. I mean, they had every right to fire her for that. Some might disagree, but I mean, I mean, if you sign a contract saying I won't do this and you do it, then you should get fired if it, if it is something of that nature. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can get away with a lot of rules, breaking the rules. But when you put yourself on the Instagram or social media, and like it, it's a good picture, but I mean, it's not something sanctioned, so like you could inadvertently fuck them, you know. Be, I don't know. It's up, to, it's up to the laws to figure it all out. So I've been playing this Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Dragon Ball Z Fighter, whatever the fuck. I love this game tremendously, and I thought I'd be bored with it on the first day. Uh, you play with Goku and everything. Oh god, it's such a good game. I strongly recommend it. It's like watching a Dragon Ball episode of Dragon Ball, but while you're playing it. Now that is good stuff. Uh huh. Let's see here. Okay, so that's a long podcast. So, um, there's a guy named Todd Sharfield, and um, he created. He's a trumpet fan. He's a nerd, 
he plays the trumpet. Do 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 do. And um, he created an app to help people who are playing the trumpet, uh, you know, play better. And that app is called iTrump. And with that being said, he after two years of making it, he got a cease and desist letter, meaning stop, stop with your app. And he's like, what the fuck? I had this app first. I had this name first. I copyrighted it first. And they said, no, we did it first because we made these games and whatever. And in the year 2012 that this went down, it doesn't matter. The internet existed. So he just had to look it up. And no, they didn't have it. So he takes him to court and represents himself, which was the smartest thing he could have done. Because lawyers get together and it's like a game of how long I can make this last. So they try to threaten him and say, hey, it doesn't work. You know, you should, should deal with us. You got to, we got a lot of lawyers. We'll, we'll take you down, that kind of thing. And, you know, we, and they lied. They blatantly lied to him. They were like, hey, uh, we got proof. And if you keep going, you're toast. Well, long story short, he fucking won. He got what he was. How dark? Chris Pratt's in Cyril Dark 40? Wait, 30, I mean? I had 10. Wow, I know that. He's. He's a no Moneyball? Who's he in Moneyball? Love that movie. Well, anyways, um. I Trump. Yeah, so he won. He won the court case, and he stuck with it. So, I mean, like, the, the, it was weird, too, because the corporation would constantly lie to him and say, yeah, we, we created this um, Trump, I Trump, before you, because uh, we have uh, movies, we have cartoons, or whatever. Which was blatantly wrong. Trump just didn't want someone with his name doing stuff, which is notable. Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? Well, this guy stood against a big corporation, and what uh, like Trump? Trump has a corporation behind him. Now, it was good that he did that, and I hope more people do that because I could just see lawyers using tricks to to get people to quit or or set themselves up, and that guy was able to do it. So. If you ever find yourself, you know, getting sued by a corporation, maybe you should represent yourself. Just make sure to Google a lot of shit. Because you never know when they're going to get you. Oh, you Scott Hack. Oh. Okay, so... Alright, I'll get to that later. I don't know why. I, I, I fell down a hole, guys. Jesus. I was Googling Chris Pratt, reading about him. Talk about bro crushes, huh? <laughs> Alright, uh, what is this? We got Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I, you know what? I just finished uh, the f episode 13, I guess. Or 12. Ah, I'm not going to look it up. I don't care. It was a great um, episode. Had a lot of things. That I love. I guess the main captain of that ship, uh, Lorca, 
turns out he's a he's a bad guy in that universe. He's a, in the mirror universe. And um, the Emperor's like, I'm going to fuck him up. And Michael's like, no, you can't because he has strategy. Uh. And uh, she beats, their, beats everyone's asses and escapes. Um... Meanwhile, they figured out that the that the, the there's something that they were doing with the with the mycelium, which is these uh, mushrooms that sc- spread around the universe and all galaxies and all universes, which is a cool concept. And I guess uh, the guys in the mirror universe have harnessed that power. They figured a way to harness the power of the mycelium which is bad because it's starting to destroy all of, all of it. So if they don't destroy oh. the captain's ship or the emperor's ship, uh, all universes and all worlds would end. Something like that. So it's a big deal. So Lorca and the, ca- uh, the emperor go toe-to-toe with their people and... Uh, Shit doesn't work out too well. And Lori gets the advantage over her. And it's cool that she has these, um, she has this thing where it's like a Stargate mentality. If you ever watch Stargate, they have these alien beings called the Gua'uld's, and they got technology on their side. So they seem godlike. And she does. She has a shield, and she's able to teleport. There was a point where they're about to kill her, and she goes, Emergency teleport! And I thought, what the fuck? I had that idea years ago. I was thinking, man, like, why don't they have, like, automatic teleportation thing? I wouldn't say emergency teleport. That sounds like a long name. I would say alpha. And that means get the fuck out. And then, like, with the shield, I mean, or the, yeah, the the personal shield. Like, why the fuck don't, don't they have that as another thing? I'd call that bravo. Bravo! That thing comes out, you know. I mean, we got voice commands now. My phone, literally, if I were to say a certain set of words and cues, my phone would get it. So you're telling me in the year 2200 or whatever, they don't understand <laughs> audio cues to start shit? I mean, they do, but it's like absurdly long word. I mean, like, she, what, what should have happened is when she said emergency teleport, they should have killed her right then and there. Whatever. It's a good uh, show. Um, and throughout the show, they show, like, there's, like, a bond between her, the Emperor, and uh, um, Michael Brunham. And uh, that, yeah, that's it. Mm, Darth, Death. Oh, so they have the Mirror Universe Stamos, who, who created the engine to fly through the mycelium he they get to emperor's palace and um lork is like hey man i I can't trust you so you have to die so he opens up a, a door underneath them to this giant reactor that is connected to the mycelium and he says he's gonna throw him in there you know because that that just sounds um poetic you know, you're the guy who created this. You should die like this. And he goes, just kidding. And they shoot him. <laughs> I thought that was cool. But they tease that door. And the door comes in. Uh, I think it's important later on. Um, let's see here. So the fight goes on. Oh, shit. I have another page of notes. 
uh, bait and trap. A lot of bait and trap kind of thing going on. You know, like don't go here, they go there and they get entrapped. It's weird. Stargate. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they should have a lot of like armaments on. As an emperor, you should have a bunch of shit on you. You're ready to go. Like a personal shield, personal teleport device. Um, lasers that come out of your fucking hands. <laughs> I mean, shit. They really under-equipped her. I mean, I'm pretty confident you can make sound. Like She puts earplugs in and throws these little things. Creates a sound that makes your head explode. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so at the very end of it, the... Um, Lorca takes over the Emperor's throne room, which that's where they need to go. And um, Michael Brunham and the Emperor get in there after a touching moment. And uh, they go in there and they kill everybody. Big badass fight, by the way. My hands were up in there. Holy shit! <laughs> it was cool that they were fighting. And Michelle Yao, whatever her name is, she's really good at fighting. I mean, she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Come on, that's fucking dope. Anyways... Just as um, Lorca, it's all done, and Michael Burnham's in front of him. She's about to kill him. She says, I'm not going to kill you, but the Emperor, Emperor does. So they came up with a plan where they were going to destroy the engine, fly away, and use that engine's waves to teleport back into the Earth, which they do do. It's cool, too, because the Emperor says, I'll give you time. You should live. They start shooting a bunch of people. And uh, that's it. She's going to die. But lo and behold, Michael Burnham will not let that happen. So she grabs up on her. As they're getting teleported. And brings her, you know, she lives. And pretty much the episode ends. But they turn out, as it turns out, when they got there. And they mentioned time travel a couple times only in this episode. The mycelium was never at all times. But whatever. Maybe it is, and I didn't pick that up. I don't remember it. But, um... Oh, where's my brain? I had a, I had a thought. Um, <sighs> yeah, so when they get back to Earth, or not Earth, our reality, um, they arrive in the place that they were, but only nine months after everything. So they got there too far ahead of time. And uh, the Federation has lost. The Klingons have won. And shit's bad. So uh, that's it. That's how the episode pretty much ends. But the um, the uh, crew have some kind of a looking lens or something. No, they don't. What am I talking about, crew? She recommends that she can kill all the people and learn, teach them how to fucking kill uh and that's the emperor and uh it seems like a bunch of explosions so i can see the emperor teaching everybody how to be ruthless because she's ruthless like a clean on but um yeah all right uh, i'm about to end this isn't that a bit gimmicky because in one episode before all of this they went to a alternate dimension and now they got back to Ur, or our planet our universe and uh it's nine months later so it's constantly doing a thing in which 
it ends on a high note in which some, some, some weird thing happened. And we have to explore it. So that's it for this podcast. I'm starting to sleep as I'm talking. But I have to say, always, always try to be the better person. Even if they're being, their ego gets out of control. And try not to have an ego yourself. Like, don't care if people call you Chunky Monkey. Just let it happen because you don't give a fuck. You're at a new plane of existence. Oh well. As always, stay frosty, everyone. Stay frosty.